Welcome to Sunday on Monday, the best podcast about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week. Brought to you by Safe Harbor Financial, providing compliant cannabis banking programs for longer than anyone else in the industry. Experience the benefits that come with in-depth, specialized industry expertise. And Sunday and her team are so good at it, they're taking the brand public. And so I wanted to start the show by asking Sunday, in order to go public, you have to get the approval of the Security and Exchange Commission, the SEC. That can't be easy. Tell us about the process. This is a pretty complicated and stressful process involving legal expertise as well as special public auditing processes. It's a full disclosure of the company the whole company. I would liken it to the first public disclosure to potential stockholders so they know who we are, what we do, and what our future plans are. That's the proxy we filed, and that proxy becomes publicly available. The SEC then reviews and returns to us with questions that we need to address and then resubmit. This continues until the SEC believes they have full disclosure and understanding of the company moving into the public market. I have to say I was impressed with the protective measures in place in this process. It was a good lesson. Yes, we have successfully passed through the SEC process and received what they refer to as effectiveness status. And this allows us to move forward. We received this affected this and that allowed Northern Lights to proceed to the shareholder vote. I will tell you that the holding your breath times just never end in this process, even after the SEC effectiveness is granted. I'm so excited to learn that you got the approval. You mentioned that you were impressed with the process, but were there some things during the process that you found difficult? At this time and during the entire process, What I really found interesting is that we, as a company under review, couldn't and can't change the model or make any significant strategic moves without upsetting the process. Obviously, I found it extremely difficult to have my hands tied strategically, but I understood. Now I also understand that every significant move or announcement can only go through one channel, a public announcement and another SEC filing. It's, a, it's always a full disclosure process for us now. That too is very different for me and will be for staff as well. Well, the entire Safe Harbor team has proved to be very adaptable through this entire process. Now, there has to be a shareholder vote. What happens after that vote? The Northern Light shareholder vote was announced for June 24th. We're posting this on the 26th. And after you receive the effectiveness status, what happens next? The Northern Lights shareholder vote uh, was announced for June 24th after we received uh, effectiveness status from the SEC. The vote, if successful, allows for us to close the deal. And that, of course, leads to a lot of paperwork to review and sign and then funds transfer according to the deal that was filed and represented. Then it's on to the NASDAQ. And yes, the opportunity to open the NASDAQ and ring the bell exists. (laughs) That's a fun thing to at least look forward to. 
There's also a time period in here that uh, shareholders of the SPAC are allowed to redeem their shares rather than stay invested with the targeted acquisition being us. So this was a time where we also had to get back to the education of investors and make sure they understood who we are and what we do. So we're, it's a constant education process of investors. Of course, investors are the foundation of a public company. Tell us, what did it take to get investors and funding? I don't know if people realize in the private sector how many investor pitches one must do from the time you start planning the initial definitive agreements until the time you close. And even then, it doesn't end. This was another major lesson for me. Let's just say there are days when I have back-to-back investor pitches. During proxy filing, I was happy to say it did slow down, but then as we moved closer to closing, we go right back to the table and right back to the pitches to educate, educate, and educate. We're not only educating the institutional investors from the initial purchasing side, but there are the retail investors. Think about it. How do people know they can buy your stock except that you create a market? They cannot buy what they don't know is available. This is when we start the entire new presentation to investment advisors and we have pitched all the way into Europe at this point in time um, to educate on safe harbor. I think I realized what my new job is going to look like post-close. Yep. You guessed it. Another surprise to me is going to be a lot of investor relations for me. And actually, I don't mind that. Um, I'm not really great at uh, the public speaking part. It takes a lot out of me. But so far, I've had good feedback. Well, I have no doubt about that. I am a professional speaker myself, and I can tell you, working with Sunday on the podcast, she is one of the most effective communicators I've ever worked with. Now, like a lot of people who have been following this story, I can't wait to add your stock symbol to my watch list. When does it change from the Northern Lights ticker symbol to the SHFS ticker symbol, and what is that process like? The NASDAQ process, um, as it pertains to the ticker and the bell ringing, was an interesting process in and of itself, I thought. And um, they actually assigned us a representative to walk us through the process and how that works and the timing and the opening bell ceremony. The change of the ticker actually happens just after the member vote and the deal is closed and all the information is publicly disclosed and filed with the SEC. So you will probably see a press release at that point in time. Northern Lights still directs these types of activities with the NASDAQ as they own the ticker and the position on the NASDAQ. I did, however, have to write my own speech. And I can't wait to hear it. And I can't wait to see the video of you ringing the bell. Tell us how that happens. Tell us about all of that. Are there any fun plans for that amazing moment? Actually, you don't have to watch a video recording because if and when it happens, we are going to do it live and it will be a live presentation at the time we open the NASDAQ. But I'm sure we'll post it on um, social media as well. 
This was actually a well-orchestrated process by the NASDAQ and our representative, and um, there was all the information we had to provide as far as the guest list to allow into the ceremony, the two-minute speech allowed for the CEO, a list of the photo ops that need to be obtained, and even the order in which people are invited to the stage. But my favorite part, and what I thought was fun, is you know, we, you know we can't take all the employees with us to New York to be part of this, as fun as that would be. It would also be a major expense and interruption of service. So what we are allowed to do is create a video behind us and feed that video at the time that we're on stage so the employees are right there behind us, behind us on video, on stage, being part of the ceremony. I really was glad we got to do this. Also, the NASDAQ Tower is streaming the whole event real-time outside, and then they also advertise us for about an hour after the ceremony. So the tower is actually pretty cool, too. I'm sure we'll post the pics of all of this that we can catch on social media, so watch our LinkedIn and Facebook pages. I personally will be glued to all of the coverage. But finally, let's go back to 2015 when you, Amanda, and Kim are working seven days a week, 12 hours a day to get this started. If someone had walked up to you and said, hey, one day y'all are going to be listed on the NASDAQ, what do you think your reaction would have been? Ha. Huh. <laughs> I would have done exactly what I'm doing right now. I would have laughed and said, we really need to see if we can put a reliable program together before we dream big. I know, even I like to go big or go home, but this process to create, implement, and sustain a program was so very difficult when nothing else existed to help us. It was one of those times vision found itself on the back burner because the only, the only thing I could see was the next step and the only thing that mattered was the next step in this program. It was roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. So there was no looking three years down the road. It was all about tomorrow and getting it right. I've been thinking about this lately as the journey kept changing. And the one thing that comes back to me over and over again is that I don't know if I could have endured the hardships we faced except that my motive was in the right place to do the right thing. And it's interesting because sometimes doing the right thing does lead to big things like the NASDAQ. And that surprised me because they always say out there, good guys finish last. And I'm not quite sure I believe that. Well, this is definitely a story of the good guys finishing first. Since so many people listen to the Sunday on Monday podcast that are not in banking, it's important for me to say that this all started at a small credit union in Colorado. There are numerous credit unions in Colorado that are bigger than Partner Colorado Credit Union. But any credit union can start a side business called a CUSO, a credit union service organization. Some credit unions start them to do auto financing or mortgage programs or technology, a variety of things. And so 
Because Safe Harbor started off as a CUSO, I wondered out loud if there is any CUSO in the history of the credit union marketplace that has ever gone public. I can't really say whether there's been another CUSO that's gone public. I, I really haven't researched that. But I know there are a lot of successful CUSOs that are out there serving credit unions. So, you know, what makes what we did uh, um, unique is that we decoupled a division out of the credit union that was a service level division to members and placed it in a CUSO. And this required creating records on how that one separated division would have performed had it been a standalone company. This was a necessary part of the SEC filing and one of the more complicated parts. However, we had a had and have a rock star CFO on the safe harbor side and of course Partner Colorado has very talented officers as well that worked their way through this major endeavor. We would never have gotten through this without the assistance and cooperation of Partner Colorado Credit Union. And by the way, it isn't a cheap process to get these types of audits accomplished and it's called a PCAOB audit and it's some kind of special audit you have to file for public companies. So I have to say that uh, going public, it uh, takes a little money to get there. And an awful lot of hard work. If you're not familiar with all the podcasts we've done, I've hosted over 3,000 podcasts. I've interviewed thousands of people. Sunday has the best voice I've ever heard in all of the podcasts I've done, and I can hear the strain in her voice on the most recent podcasts, all of those investor meetings, and just the amount of hard work that it's taken to go from this little credit union in Colorado that had an idea because they saw a need that needed to be met. Colorado legalizes cannabis, and there's nobody around to legally and safely bank it. And this journey, this trajectory, if this is like a character in a Dickens novel, the trajectory from where they started to where they're going on the NASDAQ, going public, is simply one of the greatest stories in the credit union marketplace ever. And it is the biggest story in the credit union marketplace in the 21st century. Sunday doesn't like me to mention it, but if you'll permit me to say, not only did Safe Harbor not get a lot of the support they probably should have gotten from the credit union marketplace, which bills itself as a cooperative marketplace, they actually had some obstacles and an awful lot of naysayers to deal with. Well, the good guys are finishing first. I can't wait to see the video, I can't wait to hear that bell ring because it has been a journey. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Sunday on Monday, the best podcast about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week. And until next month, my name is Jason Dias, and we'll talk to you soon.